Swing and a line drive left field. Ben and Teddy coming on. Dives. And then he makes the catch. He did. He got it. There we go. Time to party. Right here. 3-2. High in the air. He crushed it. It's a grand slam. Swing and a miss. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world. Championship. Welcome to Benny and the Bets Podcast. Can you believe it? Here's your host, Terry Cushman. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to what will be a bonus segment for the Benny and the Bets podcast. I'll be talking about Trevor Bauer, the likelihood he could end up with the Boston Red Sox. It's complicated. Uh, If that were to happen, I will get into that. But uh, I just want to thank you guys all for you know, tuning in and it kind of sucks that the Red Sox part of the season is over. I have enjoyed the playoffs immensely. I hope you guys are doing the same. We have recorded some playoff shows. They have been a big hit, extremely positive uh, feedback. Love to flex our MLB wide muscles. And I mean, the Yankees raised tied one to one. I think the Rays have the edge in the series. Tonight's a big game with Morton and Tanaka. Dodgers are just absolutely unstoppable, undefeated so far on the National League side of the bracket. So be interesting to see how how that all plays out. And we will be doing another postseason uh, show, uh, you know, basically a recap with a preview of the next playoff rounds, I would guess, on Friday or Saturday night. So look out for that. And also, I'm terrible at reminding you guys of this, but if you could be so kind, for all of you listening on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, if you could leave us a review, rate us however many stars you think we deserve, leave us a review. That helps us immensely. It makes us more visible. It improves our metrics. It's better than money. It really is. It's better than money. Nothing you do will help us more than that. So if you have an extra minute, you know, today or tomorrow, whenever, and you can you can write us a review, rate us, we would greatly appreciate that. Getting into it right now. Trevor Bauer kind of made some noise on social media over the weekend. He basically took a picture of his boarding pass, which happened to have his name on it, and basically showed he was going to Boston. And the caption above it, typed out by him, said, Hey, Red Sox, are you still up? So that caused a lot of buzz, a lot of people wondering if if Bauer might be wanting to come to Boston. Now, the Red Sox, he wasn't he wasn't in Boston on business because the Red Sox can't talk to him until 5 days after the World Series. So it wouldn't be legal. It would be against league policy for them to have negotiations at this point. So whatever business he had in Boston was just personal 
you know, maybe he was visiting friends, you know, anything. Who who knows why he was coming to Boston, but it wasn't to, to negotiate. Now, Bauer is the top free agent pitcher on the market. Anybody looking for a pitching upgrade that has money to spend will definitely be targeting Trevor Bauer. Uh, there, there are some other names on the market, uh, not quite as good. I know Jake Odorizzi is one coming off a bad year. Um, I think there's one other decent name. You'd think I would have looked that up before I came on. But but Trevor Bauer is head and shoulders the best pitching free agent out there. Now, he's only going to sign a one-year deal. According to previous interviews, he's got his own philosophy. He's very eccentric, I think would be the word for it. There's nobody else like him, nobody with a similar mindset. He just feels like it's in his best interest to sign one-year deals for the duration of his career. Now that his rookie deal is up and, and he's hitting free agency for the first time. So, I kind of see the logic in that because if it's just for one year, a team's more likely to overpay for a guy because it's just for one year. It, you know, it might hurt to drop a lot of money for one year, but it's just like ripping the Band-Aid off. It only hurts for a second. There's no long-term, you know, repercussions for this. David Price would be the opposite example. His career was taking a nosedive. Red Sox wanted to get rid of him while he still had some value. And consequentially, we're still paying half of his contract uh, for this year and then the remaining two years. Now, he opted out this year, so we, we actually aren't paying this year, but we would have if he was still uh, you know, actively pitching on the Dodgers roster. So we're going to be paying $16 million a year for the next two years because he's roughly $32 million a year. So that that's an example of a painful situation and you don't have to worry about that with Bauer because like I said it's only one year. He's going to have a lot of leverage because he's going to win the National League Cy Young in almost all likelihood this year. He was he pitched for the Reds, they made the playoffs, got bounced. He pitched 7 in two-thirds innings. So he got two outs into the eighth inning when he was finally taken out of the game, didn't give up a single run to a very talented Atlanta Braves team that has guys like, you know, Ronald Acuna, Ozzie Albies, you know, tons of, of talented players. And Bauer, you know, lived up to expectations, probably exceeded expectations. That was a phenomenal start. Not many pitchers in their career can say they mowed down a team in the playoffs, you know, that dominantly. I know Roy Halladay had a couple of no-hitters and, you know, probably one of the best postseason pitchers of this era, you know, even though he didn't win a championship. But, you know, when he was handed the ball, very few pitchers were better, you know, in the, in the playoffs. So Bauer has a lot of leverage. And... The Red Sox, High and Bloom, has said they are aggressively going to pursue some upgrades, you know, to the rotation. 
So that's good news. And the Red Sox have no more financial constraints because by staying under the luxury tax threshold this year, there's no more penalties. They are reset. So we can spend like drunken sailors for the next two years, very minimal uh, financial penalties. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. The Reds are going to offer... Trevor Bauer, a qualifying offer. And what that means is a qualifying offer is essentially a one-year deal worth roughly $18 million. If Bauer accepts it, he'll stay with the Reds and pitch one more year. However, he's roughly a $30 million a year pitcher. So he's going to decline the offer. He's not going to... He's not going to pitch for $18 million. If the Reds want him, and there is a lot of interest you know, from the Reds, if they want him, they're simply just going to have to pay up. And that could happen. You, know, you can't really rule anything out. I doubt they're going to get into a bidding war with, say, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers. Not that all three of those teams would necessarily be in play for him, but you know, they're teams obviously with, with deep pockets that could outbid a, a relatively smaller market team like the Reds. But he, here's where here's where the real bad news does come in. Once Bauer rejects that offer, he's going to have a draft pick attached to him. So if the Red Sox do want to sign him, they're going to have to forfeit their second round pick, which would be the second year in a row because we got penalized due to the, um, you know, the replay room cameras that we were supposedly abusing, but not really, you know, go figure, try to, try to figure out what really happened there and why we really got punished. But, but we lost the second round pick and that kind of hurts because you could be missing out on a perennial all-star a future Hall of Famer. Mookie Betts, for instance, was a fourth-round pick. Now, that's an anomaly. Not many fourth-rounders go on to be a generational talent like Mookie, but but generally speaking, it does kind of hurt to lose a relatively high draft pick. And Heim Bloom has made a career out of brilliantly drafting you know, players in the draft. So he's not going to be crazy about having to to forfeit a draft pick for Trevor Bauer, who is probably only going to sign for one year. Now, if Bauer was going to sign for, in a perfect world, five or six years, he's probably going to command at least seven or eight in a normal situation. If he was willing to take a multi-year deal, it would be a seven or eight-year deal. Garrett Cole just got nine, and they're, they're both roughly the same age you know, when they're hitting free agency. So, so. Bauer probably wouldn't get quite $324 million if he was going the conventional route, but it would be well north of 200 maybe close to 300 And so, yeah, so we're, we're only getting one season of Bauer. I don't know if Hein Bloom's going to want to forfeit a draft pick where he could go after a John Lester type guy. He was another free agent. Now, the Cubs haven't technically not picked up his option yet, but they are expected to decline it. But So he could be a free agent. I know I mentioned Oda Rizzi. 
that's a guy I feel like could end up with the Red Sox, Jake Odorizzi, because there is a previous connection to Heim Bloom because they were both in Tampa. Heim Bloom probably drafted Odorizzi. Um, also, although he could have been traded for, he might have been drafted by another organization. I, I don't have his uh, his profile up on Baseball Reference, but but you know when you look at what the Red Sox seem to be doing with a guy like Nick Pavetta. I just feel like why can't they help turn around Odorizzi coming off of a bad year who has previously shown to be at least a middle-of-the-rotation guy. So Bloom might look at these other options, see them as potentially more viable than, than giving up a draft pick. And also keep in mind you have Tanner Houck. Nathan Avoldi is coming off of a, a good but abbreviated season. If he can pitch well in the first half till at least Chris Sale comes back, suddenly you're looking at a decent rotation, you know, with the guys we have in-house plus one more acquisition. And I don't know if Brian Mata will be up next year. He is our top pitching prospect. So, you know, I just, it's tough to tell where Heim Bloom's mindset is on, on a guy like Trevor Bauer, but there are some complications, and some of you are probably thinking, oh, it's just a draft pick. No big deal. We're the Boston Red Sox. We can do anything. Well, I mean, it kind of is a big deal because our farm, it's getting better, and it's gotten a lot better in recent months, but but you know, you don't want to you you want to put yourself in the best possible position to be able to develop players, acquire and develop uh, prospects. So, um, yeah, so it is a big deal to a lot of executives. Here's a couple of examples of teams thinking that's a big deal. Not this past winter, but the previous winter, nobody wanted Dallas Keuchel, who a lot of teams could have used, but the Houston gave him the qualifying offer, and I, I'm pretty sure Dallas Keuchel is a Boris client, Scott Boris, and of course Boris isn't going to let Dallas Keuchel, you know, potentially hurt his value because if he takes the qualifying offer, pitches that one last year in Houston, and then he sucks that year, his value's gone. You know, he's not going to get that mega contract. So they were going to gamble that some team would still pay for him, still throw him a, a four or five year deal, you know, for twenty million a year roughly. And you know, and add to their pitching staff, but it didn't happen. A lot of teams had a need for Keiko. You know, the Yankees, for instance, could have used a Dallas Keiko, but everybody stayed off of him and then nobody signed him until after the June draft. He had to sit out of baseball for, you know, spring training, April, May, and half of June until the draft where it wasn't going to cost a draft pick anymore. And that's what happened. Same thing with Craig Kimbrell. Nobody was going to pony up the the four or five-year deal that he was looking for and give up a draft pick. Now, Kimbrell had baggage because he was coming off of a not-so-great year, you know, with the Red Sox in 2018. And the Red Sox didn't even go to Kimbrell 
for the last three outs of the World Series. They went to Chris Sale. So Kimbrell kind of wasn't performing, had a little bit of baggage, but nobody signed him, and he, like Keiko, had to wait till June. Nobody was giving up a draft pick for, for Craig Kimbrell. And Kimbrell, by the way, had a good year this year. He had a rough start. I think he gave up two runs in each of his his uh, first three starts. And then I think after those first three uh, appearances, I should say, out of the bullpen, after those first three, I think he gave up like one run the rest of the year. Was just absolutely lights out coming down the stretch. Pitched okay in that one playoff appearance he had. The Cubs were two and out. Um, who beat them? The Marlins. So, so, but he didn't. He didn't crop his pants in the postseason. So those are those are examples of teams not giving up draft picks. Now, would I give up a draft pick myself for Trevor Bauer? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have particularly strong feelings either way. I would love to have John Lester back. I know he's thirty-seven, but. He's extremely healthy. He's going to give you 30 starts. I think Dave Bush, our current pitching coach, can can work with him and kind of you know fine tune him a little bit to to make him another pitcher, you know, in his mid to late 30s that still pitches pretty well. And so he's basically Lester right now is at the point where John Lackey was in 2013 when he pitched very well for us in the postseason. Actually, Lackey pitched Game 6, the clinching game of the World Series that year, and came out of the bullpen also in the World Series for an eighth inning, was fantastic there. So that's the stage of Lester's career, and on a one- or two-year deal, I'm fine with that over Trevor Bauer. My co-hosts, at least a couple of them, would probably disagree, but me personally, I'm fine with that. But I'm I'm also fine with Bauer. I, I think that would you know, that would be a thorn in the Yankees side because they've got a lot of issues and they could very well pursue him as well because they're losing potentially Tanaka and they're definitely losing uh James Paxton. So you know, that's that's a team. Maybe the Red Sox have to sign Bauer to simply prevent New York from getting him. That that could be in play. So there there's a lot of there's a lot of things in play here, but the point I'm making with this whole bonus segment is it is a little complicated because of the you know, the qualifying offer. If you're going to give up a draft pick, ideally you're getting him for more than 1 year if you're if you're forfeiting that, but according to what Bauer has said time and time again, he's only going to sign a one-year deal. So that that's basically all I all I can say for now. He did create a lot of buzz. A lot of Red Sox fans are paying attention. He's at the top of a lot of their wish lists. And I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed Red Sox fans if we either don't pursue him or we just get outbid or or he just simply ends up on another team. So uh, hopefully if we don't get him, it, it ends up being a National League team he ends up with. But, but oh, thanks for uh, joining us again 
a playoff episode this weekend to discuss the ALDS NLDS series and then we'll preview the American League Championship Series the final two teams on that side as well as the National League Championship Series you know the final two National League teams World Series will uh, you know will be the winner of both those series so so tune in we're not done with playoff coverage like I said there's a 5 day window after the World Series where, you know, teams can't negotiate. Uh, players like J.D. Martinez will either have to opt in or opt out in that point. Certainly looks like he's going to opt in due to the season he had. Can't imagine anybody's going to unload, you know, for an older, possibly more injury-prone, very limited defensively type player in in Martinez. And, you know, the Cubs will have a decision to make on Lester as far as his options. So there's a lot of things in play. Players might have to be non-tendered in that point at that point. So um, so it's it's a busy five day period. But once it passes, you know, teams can negotiate. So and, and then you get the the GM meetings in at some point in November, and then the winter meetings where there tends to be a ton of action as far as signings, trades, what have you, that's in December. But uh, that's all dependent on COVID and, you know, what the governments are like at that point. We're going to have had an election before then, so that's going to have an impact on things. So we'll see. But anyway, I could talk baseball all day. Thank you for joining me. Have a good rest of your week. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy football, whatever your sports of choice are right now. Take it easy.